Hello once again. Welcome to Monty and Mickey, the geek podcast all about your favorite TV shows, movies, and fandoms. We are talking Star Wars today. Yeah, we are. Star Wars. Please contain your excitement. Sorry. Jeez. I'm breaking stuff. All right. Uh, so let's start over. Uh, we're talking Star Wars today. The prequels. Episodes 1, 2, and 3. So we're going to break them down a little bit. Talk about uh, some things that we noticed. Some things you might not have noticed. Some fun facts. All that kind of stuff. You know the drill. Um, so as per usual, please... Email us in Monty and Mickey, M-O-N-T-Y-A-N-D-M-I-C-K-E-Y at gmail.com for any questions, comments, any things that, you, that you'd like to see in the future or hear in the future. Um, let us know and we'll uh, we'll take that all into consideration and make sure that uh, we uh, are, you know, covering topics that you guys enjoy. So before we go any further, uh, let's let's talk some in the news. For those of you uh, who are paying attention to uh, what we've been talking about the last couple episodes. Today is November 12th. Mickey, why is that an important day? Uh, it's a month and a half before Christmas. If you say the day after Veterans Day, that might be a good answer. But first of all, happy Veterans Day late. Yes. Thank you to all you have served. Uh, I know I've got a uh, grandfather. I've got my, my father and my uncle. A uh, couple buddies that listen to the podcast. I've got actually. a lot of buddies, a few few relatives that served, and yeah, idiots like us couldn't necessarily be doing what we're doing right now if it weren't for those guys fighting for our freedoms. Absolutely, yes. So thank you so much for what you have done and 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 the sacrifices that you've uh, given uh, for this great country that we get to call home. Crazy Joe, I'm talking to you. Uh, so, but yes, November twelfth, two thousand nineteen, Disney Plus came out this morning. And as a weird uh, uh, fate of events, I guess, is if, if you want to call it that, uh, I was up at midnight tonight, uh, my, my night, yeah. or the, tonight, or early this morning, whatever. <laughs> um, and my, uh, my wife had a, a flight that got in late and there's some other things. So as it had, it, we, we were told everything I was reading, it was supposed to be able to be downloaded at five o'clock this morning, but at midnight, apparently it was, it went live. So last night we actually downloaded it on the Roku. We downloaded it on our phones and messed around with it for a little bit. Um, but, uh, initial impressions, Mickey has been able to see a, We, we bought a, we paid prepaid for a year. Mickey's been able to see it a little bit, but it's, it's looking awesome. I actually am a, a little jealous of my wife right now. Who's, uh, able to be, uh, taking full advantage of, the Disney Plus content, and so there's there's two types of people in this world, right? Uh, people who start out watching Disney Plus with you know brand new original shows that just came out for Disney Plus, and my wife who watches Lizzie McGuire. So, <laughs> and she's that, really excited about it. That all being said, that's what's the beautiful thing about this platform. This streaming service has literally brand spanking new content and that classic stuff that you just grew up on you know i i threw it on my phone and just put on the lion king for my daughter during dinner today just to have something that you know hey i'm going to share this with you this is part of my childhood now i get to share this with you as part of your childhood well, that alone would have made it worthwhile but all the original series and and now they own marvel they own star wars they own the world when it comes to stuff we like you know they've got uh rights to national geographic marvel Pixar, Star Wars. 
So you, there's just so much content and it's good content. Um, so I messed around with it a little bit last night. I watched like the first five minutes of the Mandalorian. Um, and being the, uh, Star Wars fan, this will tie into our episode. Mickey, you, you watched a little bit of it. I mean, it looks pretty good. The previews alone made me think like we were talking off, off mic that it seemed like, cause they were originally going to do a, a movie, one of the side movies that they decided not to do because Solo didn't do well enough. It seems like I I was thinking that it's going to be a version of a movie cut into a series, and that the quality is amazing. It looks just like a movie, and that's just a few minutes that I watched. It looks awesome. Yeah, and a lot of content that they have is already in 4K HD for those for people that that matters to. Um, if you have a 4K TV, of course. Well, um, Disney does it right. You know they're going to. Yeah, they're and they they took notes from these other streaming services, and and they produced a very high quality product. Um, so just just an idea of some of the originals that they've got: the Mandalorian, Lady and the Tramp, which is now a live action Lady and the Tramp because they're making live action versions of everything. Um, High School Musical, the musical, the series. I'm not rambling. That's in the entire. <laughs> You're not stuttering. Are that, you having a stroke? No, the, the entire name of it is High School Musical. The musical, the series. I can't wait to miss that. <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, Encore, which is another Disney original. I don't know if that one's a TV show or a movie. The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Watch part of that. He did an episode on sneakers. Um, Noel, Anna Kendrick, and a Disney, uh, of course a Disney movie, uh, a Christmas movie. Uh, Hero Project, Imagineering Story, Pixar in Real Life float there's just a lot of and they're going to only be adding more you know um it is so Disney. a couple highlights with with that though uh is that they're releasing for their original content they're releasing releasing episodes on a weekly basis why is that important why does that what you know what what's the difference well when you look at a netflix original series they release the entire series like you know uh What's a good example? Um, Stranger Things. The entire series was released July 4th at midnight or whatever. Walking so, Dead does it every season, obviously. Yeah, and, and Walking Dead completely, you know. But I like the idea of, for as stupid as it sounds, of them releasing them on a weekly basis. There's a schedule of when The Mandalorian is going to be coming out. So you know when the new episode is going to drop, so to speak, on this streaming site. So you have the best of both worlds. You have the... You like, like I said, it kind of sounds stupid, but it's kind of pressure on me, at least like for Stranger Things. I don't want to see any spoiler. I don't want to hear any spoilers about what's going on. These people that go and watch, binge watch it right away. Now it gives a little bit more, you, you get a little bit more of a relaxed, okay, I can take my time. I can wait a week. And within this week, I can watch this episode. So you get the best of both worlds. You don't have to be watching it live. Well, and it, I mean, even like Stranger Things only eight episodes, but still I had them sitting there. I'm like, Okay, I just watched the first one. It's so good. Then I start. I watched two or three episodes. Like, right. okay, now I just pissed away a couple hours. Right. And I'm not enjoying it as much as I could. I'm going to watch it in three days. You know, I can enjoy it over a month or two period like I'm supposed to, you know. And think about it like this, too. You get to enjoy more content because it's paced out over a longer mm -hmm. period of time. I can go watch The Mandalorian and then go watch The World According to Jeff Goldblum. And I've done an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. And then I get to wait. And, and like I said, I get to wait. And I think that this will yeah, cause... anticipation is as good as anything. And, and it's just like, yeah, just like anything else, movies that drop, anything, you know, it's what you're going to see is I think that people are going to start doing 
you know, if you, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably just as big of nerds as we are, but it might sound nerdy, but they might even do like watch parties. Like I can see people looking at the schedule and being like, okay, every Tuesday, this episode comes out, we're going to come over to your house and we're all going to dress up like star Wars freaks. And we're going to watch this. Oh, people you know? have done that for big series over the years. Yeah. I mean, people do that for the bachelor and bachelorette. They well, have look, watch parties, you know? Well, even that, um, movie with Jim Carrey. Yes, man. Mm. He does it for Harry Potter. He does yeah. it for like three or four, like huge groups of people. I mean, they don't just do a fictional movie like that, having scenes like that if people aren't doing it in real life. Right, right. And so I think you'll get, like I said, the best of both worlds. You get the best of, you know, having these come out on a regular basis and you get to you get to pick when you watch them. So you get, you get both. Um, so, yeah, so that, I mean, we've got a lot to cover today, but if you, if you haven't gotten a chance to check it out, please go check it out. Seven bucks a month to get a deal. If you, you pre-order, I think the last time, I'm not sure if the deal's still there, but if you got Verizon, you get a free year of it. So if you've got Verizon, oh, I didn't you, know that. you, you actually get to, to tap into that. And if you already paid for it, then you can just get another year for free on top of at the end of your subscription. Um, so that, that's the really big thing, the lion's share, if you will, of, of what's going on this week or what's been, what's been going on or the, uh, the anticipation for that. Um, another thing that we didn't mention before, and I, I feel bad for mentioning it cause we are a pop culture and this musical has definitely been a part of pop culture. Um, Mickey and I went and saw Hamilton. That was excellent. Yeah. Uh, we saw it at uh, a local performing arts center and. It was terrific. If you if you haven't you're not familiar with it, uh, it follows the life of Alexander Hamilton, one of the founding fathers, and they do it's it's basically in the style of hip hop, modern music, yeah, as opposed to tra- traditional musicals that kind of have more contemporary classical style right. music, ballads, type Andrew Lloyd Webber, you know, right, guys who just focus on that. This, yeah, this was definitely a different feel to it. I would say because I'm not a big musical guy. Um, I would say if you aren't a big fan of musicals, take take the opportunity to to at least listen to this. It's on you know all streaming services and whatnot. Um, so make sure that you take at least listen to a couple songs because you might like it. Well, um, it's it's cool. To, I mean, I actually have seen my share of musicals and stuff. Phantom of the Opera is the one that suckered me into it because I was you know kind of a jock and oh I'm not going to watch that crap. I fell in love with Phantom of the Opera I saw on Broadway in New York and. Right. It's they're good shows. I mean, sometimes the music gets a little overkill, but it's a musical, so you're gonna have music. That's right. kind of the point. But Hamilton, I, I, that's the first time I ever stepped out of a musical, going, "Oh my God, I learned something about our country." Yeah, it's so, very for for those history geeks out there. Though it's very very informative, very uh, great information, and just you know, really entertaining. Said, can't, too. can't say enough about it. I know no, it one actually, of these days we're going to talk about a movie that we don't like. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry that we've been praising. Or, I mean, that's kind of the, you, you tend to gravitate to want to talk about the movies that you like. So, yeah. but eventually we will be talking about movies that we don't like, but and then you'll call us negative. Yeah. And then, and then we'll get all of the hate mail and it's just going to be a whole thing. So, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of, let me, I, I want to see if there's anything else, I guess, like I said, a lot of things about Disney Plus. Disney out. Plus is a big enough thing that we could talk about that for a half an hour. Um, the Batman. Uh, I don't know if that's the official name or not for the Robert Pattinson oh. Batman movie coming up. Yep. Colin Farrell is talks to play Penguin now. So they're really nailing down their cast pretty quickly here. Danny DeVito's. No, who was it going to be? Uh, Colin Farrell is the one that they're looking at right now. Danny DeVito was the original. No, they were speculating somebody else. Oh, uh, 
uh, the guy from Wolf of Wall Street and uh, Superbad and oh Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, they were looking at him. That's right. They're, they're talking about I that. I see for a him while. being Penguin more than I see Colin Farrell actually. Yeah, me too. Um, but so they locked down their Harvey Dent Two Face, which kind of came out of for me left field. But I'm I'm interested. Matthew McConaughey. They've got him locked down. Um, oh, that's weird. Jamie Lawson, which I know that's a very that the name I, I know she's been in a couple of things, but they've got her, I guess, as a cast as a secret role. So we'll see what, what that ends up being. Um, let's see what else. Ghostbusters 2020 did actually get confirmed that the original cast is going to be returning and there will, they're going to be paying a tribute to Harold Ramis. So that'll be kind of cool to see uh, what they do with that. Is Jamie Lawson a singer? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, that's not what it sure. says here. Um, let's see what else. There must what else? be another Jamie. Lewis. Um, Funko is, is for any of you that follow uh, Pops, excuse me, or or Funko. They're opening a new uh, massive store in Hollywood. Um, oh, this relates to the um, to Disney Plus. Kevin Feige says fans will need to watch the Disney Plus. TV shows, Marvel TV shows, in order to stay up with the MCU. So if you thought you could get away with it, unfortunately, you will have to watch those to, to I guess, keep current with what's going on within the MCU. Um, Doctor Sleep came out, the, the Stephen King uh, adaptation of, or the uh, continuation Se- that's of... That's a sequel, yeah. Of... Uh, it. Not It. No, um, The Shining. The Shining. And apparently that corrects a lot of the things that Stephen King claimed he was upset about in the original movie. Um, Man, I'm just rambling, but there's just so much. Oh, uh, Andy Serkis is being – Serkis? He's being cast as Alfred. Um, If you don't know who that is, uh, anybody who's watched two movies, two MCU movies he was in was Black Panther and Age of Ultron. He's a guy that – I think he's got like a British or Australian accent. He stole the vibranium and he's like kind of wanted by the, uh, the people in Wakanda and he, he loses a part of his arm and he gets a mechanical arm. And, uh, the, uh, uh, the character who's the main villain, Killmonger kills him in that airplane field or whatever towards the end of, uh, towards the end of Black Panther. So he's going to be in there as Alfred, which I can see with the accent and everything. I can see that. Um, who, who did they cast? There's somebody else. We'll, we'll remember. There's somebody else they cast as uh, the uh, – there's going to be a Catwoman in this this next one as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, like I said, just kind of rambling on and on about this, all the things. I've said it before, guys, and I really believe this. We're living in – I don't even know what you want to call it – the Golden Age, the Silver Age um, – I don't, I don't know of just pop culture as far as, you know, the comic books go and, and the content that we have, the comic book movies and, and just everything that we get as far as being a geek or those, that, that line of, of thinking, there's just a lot of really good content that's being uh, added to the zeitgeist on a regular basis we're we're, we really don't have to wait that long in between movies anymore and we're seeing good quality content um so i'm sorry the uh zoe kravitz Kravitz, yep she's been cast as selena kyle slash catwoman all right 
got through that as quickly as I could. But like I said, there's a lot going on. We just wanted to touch touch on some of those things. If you some of those things else, we'll probably have an episode on. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally, totally see that happening in the future. Um, but if you have anything else that, that you're like, why did you, this is a huge thing happen. Why did you guys talk about that? Like I said, comment on Facebook or email us. Let us know what what uh, what you've been seeing. All right, Star Wars. Cue the opening scroll music. <laughs> Episode one. All right. So, Mickey, I gotta again. I'm I'm leaning leaning on you for your experience and what uh-huh. what this meant to the Star Wars community. So let's go pre when the movie was announced before it was released. And then the reaction after. So kind of kind of walk me through because I was it came out in 1999. Yep. I was nine years old. Yep. Definitely didn't have the headspace like I had said in the last Star Wars episode that we talked about. I had just finished watching the first original. Well, time, so yeah, I, I know a lot of people who would have opinions about this stuff. No, at the time either. It, it was definitely not something that was at the forefront of my fandom, so to speak. And I had, I had quite a few friends and most of them had strong opinions because most of the women I know of at least seen some of the Star Wars. I mean, it's just that iconic of a series, you know. But I before it was coming out, everybody was just so geeked. Oh my god, they're actually making more Star Wars movies. I can't believe it. It's really gonna happen. And then it came out and you know, it took a while for people to get it through their heads and stuff like that. Just like anything else, the traditionalists of people were like, Oh, they can't live up to what we have already seen. Especially the first one, because there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot right. of character development. There's a lot of stuff like that. Um, and I'll get more into that later on, because every time I watch it, I'm surprised at how untrue that really is. There's a lot of action in that first movie. But that was the original criticism from the traditionalist. This, oh, it's just not as good as the original trilogy. Well, there's no way anything's going to live up. It's like right. a mom and her son. Okay, no woman's good enough for him, you know? So right. no Star Wars movie coming out after the original trilogy was going to be good enough. Right. But right. that's people being somewhat biased or totally biased. In my opinion, it may be not as good as the original trilogy because I'm probably biased myself. But they did a heck of a job and the technology was better. So the special effects and all that stuff had to be better just because, you know, George Lucas was groundbreaking at the time. Well, that's how many years later they were actually yeah. able to use equipment and technology that, you know, they never thought would exist before. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think this movie's great. It's not my favorite of the three, but it's a star Wars movie. So I love it just as much as all the rest of them, you know? Yeah. And, and, it, and it, like I had mentioned in the last podcast episode about the original trilogy, I like the, you get to fill in the gaps, you know, the end of the story and you get to see what got you there. And, like you were talking about with the with the special effects, the CGI, you could tell that it wasn't it wasn't fully what it needed. I don't know how to say this without getting you know the original trilogy. In my, you're talking about. That no, the I'm talking about the prequels. Oh, oh, really? That they the technology. There's a reason why Avatar took so long because James Cameron realized that it's just to do it, it right. wasn't the point that he wanted it oh, to be. sure yep. and and like i said it's not to say that these were bad movies i think that they're enjoyable i watched them and these were some of the movies that uh, my wife and i were talking about it earlier that you know as a kid you just watched on repeat like i found myself remembering lines of the movie just because 15 years ago yeah. you know literally 15 years ago i was 
watching it so often. So it wasn't that it was, you know, it, it was definitely, you could tell that this movie was more so for kids, but you got the rich history and content and you got to see Anakin as a child. There's and, still a feel you know, to it that those Star Wars movies have. Exactly. And that's exactly. It's not to interrupt, but that was one of my points. Like even that first, you know, where the, where the text is scrolling through space. I mean, that was, you don't see it that often, but you see it mimicked in other stuff, you know, just kind of mm -hmm. when they're mocking Star Wars or, you know, trying to copy it. But even that, it's nice how they give you a little, okay, here's where we're at. Here's a brief description of what you need to know before we go into the movie. Yeah. And then it fades, fades off, and then, you know, it tells you the name of the movie. And it's just, that's an iconic scene right there. And the thing is, is George Lucas, if anything else, is a storyteller. Oh, you know? and I mean, and a lot of the stuff, I wouldn't say that's groundbreaking because you don't necessarily see it otherwise, but you see those words going through space that you think of one thing and one thing only, and, right. it, and that owns it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's amazing how even something like that has such an impact on you. They brought back the music. They brought back the characters, the little eco in, in, intricacies, the, yeah. the characters and the way that they were acting and the, the mannerisms and everything. You could tell that they studied the original th trilogy and wanted to this. They wanted this to consistent. They knew this was in the consistency. This was in the same universe. It's the same, you know, Star Wars universe. Um, what I liked, though, is also... And I get, I'll get to this because you find out some more things in episode three, but I like that you're able to see, okay, Qui-Gon Jinn was uh, Obi-Wan's master, and then Obi-Wan was Anakin's master, and I think I think Yoda was Qui-Gon Jinn's Jin, master, believe, yeah. or, or no, uh, I got it, I got it written down a little bit later, we'll talk about, I think, I think uh, Count Dooku? Was yes, you're right because Yoda's was they were surprised Count Dooku turns yeah. later on because he was a, he's a Jedi yeah but uh, but I like that. Yoda has trained many Jedi's over the I yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm assuming he's not just one he's only trained one but yeah he's a master um, the master but so you get to see you know you walk walk through what they're dealing with and you kind of see this political side of things that it was there in the original trilogy but it wasn't as complex it was very the dark side, the light side, and they're fighting, and you're trying to do things to get the upper hand on the other. You're trying to escape. You're trying to, you know, defeat the other. This trilogy was a complex set of political powers and pulling strings that I did not pick up on when I watched this as a 9, 10, 13-year-old kid. Oh, there's so many folds to it. Oh, like love stories. Lord. Just the... Uh, the family ties that go on and you know yep. and you learn that we didn't learn that originally when the original trilogy came out you knew eventually that luke was you know darth vader's son but other than that there's so much more going on yes in that family line much less everybody else and how they were all scattered at some point you mm -hmm. know after the third movie you know i mean yeah. yeah there's there's a lot of different folds to the whole story i also love like i said that they are able to use the same mannerisms the droids, I don't know, this is kind of things that I picked up on. The droids and the binoculars that Darth Maul used in the scene where he's on Tatooine looking for, uh, I think he's looking for Padme. Um, yep. It's the same, similar similar technology or same types of droids, these like recon droids that are on Hoth. 
same kind of sounds. They're sure. making, you know, it's the same. It's it's like, okay, so this was this they would be reusing this type of technology if they were scanning a planet for somebody specific they were looking for. Yeah. Um, so that that was one thing that I that I picked up. Um, I also speaking of technology, when they go underwater. Yeah, with Jar Jar the first time. Do they call it a rebreather? I don't even know what they. Cause I don't remember what they, they even called it, but yeah. it, I think it is something along. Wouldn't that be cool to have? Just put something in your mouth, and right. you can go. You can swim as long as you want to underwater. I mean, that's amazing. If you notice in the third movie, when he when he gets kicked off that lizard thing, mm -hmm. he grabs that and puts that on so yeah. he can survive underwater as he's plummeting down into right. the water. Yeah, yeah. So he, so he knows. They, they kind of they stay consistent with that. It's like, oh, he just held his breath for that long. It's like, and then those guys, Qui Gon and, and Obi Wan, carry those with them constantly, right? Because they just never know. I this is one thing I noticed about the original Jedi Masters, the original Jedi Council, and in the, the 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 Jedi as like at the peak of the, they kind of remind me a lot of like a Batman style with their utility belt oh, and the yeah. way that they're able to use the different capes. technology. I mean, the robes are basically capes. And right. Too, like yeah. it, it was something that kind of superhero thought, types. I yeah. mean, that's what Jedi's essentially yeah. are trying to be. I mean, but I love that you, yeah, you get to see the Jedi council. You get to see, you get to see an actual lightsaber battle. I mean, I know you get a hint of that in the trilogy, but, or the original trilogy, but this is like, on a whole nother level, you get to see these guys fighting with their lights. Like that's their primary weapon. And, and it's, they're the, there's, there's more of them obviously than there was in the original trilogy. So you well, get and to then see when they're, more. when they're fighting Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was talking about this earlier today. I like it when the, when the shields come down Yeah, and they just got to stand there and look at each other. Like, okay, well, I'm, I'm coming after you once this done. Oh, it's up again. Oh, we can start battling again. Yeah. I mean, I think that's even kind of entertaining because you, you're seeing these classic, basically, sword fight scenes. I mean, yeah. that's what lightsabers basically are. And the battle scenes are amazing, but it's kind of comical how they have to just kind of stand there and look at each other while, oh, yeah. oh the shield's back down. we, we got to wait a minute. And you notice Qui-Gon actually takes the time to, like, catch his breath mm -hmm. and meditate. And it's like sitting in the corner for a, in a boxing ring if you're a boxer, yeah. And I think that... To a certain extent, these Jedi and Sith lords they do have a respect for them for each other. There's there's this there's this a sense that we're we're part of a greater thing. You're just on the other side of it. Well, that's yeah. why they use lightsabers in the first place. Right. It's a gentleman's weapon, basically. I mean, right. it's capable of amazing things, but they'd just be using massive guns otherwise if they just wanted to kill everything. There's some respect for each other because they right. are all Jedi's technically Sith. Right. And Jedi's are technically using the Force, so yeah, they're all yep, they're all using yeah the Force, and but uh, but yeah, so from the very beginning, you see Palpatine pulling the strings. He's 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 trying to get this. He, he's working with the Trade Federation to get Naboo and Padme, and he's 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 using Padme. He, he's kind of he's manipulating the her whole time. He's manipulating everyone around him to get to get into power because his ultimate goal is to create this clone army and what he's trying to do really is create chaos and then bring it back so you get you get this sense that he's 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 th thought this through years decades into the future and he knows exactly what he wants to do he's already starting to build this clone army you find out in, in episode two but um 
the uh, the other thing I really liked about this uh, this movie was the physics of the pod racer scene. Uh, that I mean, that's God, a lot of my friends. That's their favorite part of the whole movie. I would like to. The only other thing that the only other time you see pod racing is in that uh, that like bar scene or whatever in episode two. There, it's on the TV for a little bit, and I'm guessing it's like a betting, you know, something that they they're betting on or whatever. But I love the physics. I love the way that it it makes sense and just the the, the complex machines that they are able to do or y- utilize, and and that Anakin is just. You, you can tell from obviously from a very and this was intentional, but very young age, he's he's a pilot through and through. Yeah. That is what he is. He's one hundred percent a uh, gearhead. If, I mean, he knows how that stuff works. He knows the technology. He's building his own droids. He's doing all that stuff, and it's it feeds into who he is and why he. I mean, that's why he jumps into a ship and fights them, battles them outside the Death Star because he has the capability. He's not just big airheaded like as Darth Vader. He knows his abilities as a pilot. Well, and Qui-Gon even mentions it as a child to his mother. He's got the ability to see things before they happen, which is evidence of his Jedi abilities and that he's got the force. I mean, at one point they say his midi-chlorians are higher than Yoda's, Mm -hmm. and they call him the chosen one, which, you know, brings me to another point. It's fitting that they call him that because his mom at some point says, um, yeah, all of a sudden he was just in me and yeah. born uh that resembles another story that we might be familiar with yeah so, and they refer to him as a chosen one it's like he yeah. doesn't have a father because well on a higher power put him in his mother's womb and yeah all of a sudden he's this chosen one with more mini clans right. and yoda and he's just this chosen one which is you know why it's so dramatic later on that he turns into what he turns into. So and there's there's more points going on as far as the folds of these oh stories. So subcontext. It's so in depth. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, other movies reference biblical aspects, but this is clearly. I mean, the uh, force is religion. Yeah, yeah immaculate conception. Exactly. Prophecy foretold this. I mean, the thing is, though, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if I it was the third, second, or third episode, but Yoda even says. How dangerous would this be if we misread the prophecy? Yeah, and that's what happened. That's really what happened. He oh. does, and and you want to, you really would like to see an alternate. Excuse me, you know, an, uh, what if scenario of what happened if Emperor Emperor Pal- Palpatine didn't corrupt him? What if he would have stayed with Obi Wan? What could he have been? Yeah, how powerful could he have been for good? Um. So yeah, the, it just. His character development is very interesting. Well, like you said, I mean, there's so many what ifs as to, but the story wouldn't obviously, but we what it is, but it, it makes you think in a different, right. you know, in a different dimension. If he could have been good, what would he have been? Yeah, would he have turned into a god? You know? Yeah, Who knows? yeah. Would he have been? Yeah, would he have been a, a leader? Um, something else that I noticed as well, and I think this is in most Star Wars movies, um, the famous Wilhelm scream. Have you ever have you ever heard what that is, Mickey? Or? I'm, I'm familiar with the term, but refresh my memory. You know when like a uh, stormtrooper falls off the edge in in like uh in in the Death Star and they go, ah! oh yeah, you know that's an actual like that's not they don't re- like really recreate that every time. That's like a specific soundbite that they reuse, and you've actually from movie to movie in all different 
movies. Not just Star Wars either. Okay. That's a pretty, like, I guess it's a pretty well-known, like, it's called the Wilhelm Scream, I guess. I don't know. That was the original guy who made the Scream, probably. Some, some long, yeah, but, uh, so, so that's kind of interesting. They, they do that even in, I think, like, the pod racing scene or something. Would you like to be famous for that? Would you like to be Wilhelm? To be the, the guy who. I'm the guy who screams when he falls, like a little girl. Yeah. Oh, More famous than we are, I guess. Yeah, so. they got to be famous for something, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, so episode one, I, I guess um, my couple final thoughts is I think that we would be uh, it, we would be mistaken if we didn't say Jar Jar's character a little cheesy. He's supposed to be the comic relief, like C three PO was in the original trilogy, but C three PO offers some insight and. The other thing is him and, and R2-D2 go right off right off the bat. They're bickering at each other. I yeah. love that. But yeah. C-3PO is just less annoying. Jar Jar is just annoying. Yeah. Once he becomes a general, you can tolerate him a little more because he walks with a little more respect. But he's just such a klutz. It's like, we don't – the comic relief isn't working. He's too annoying to be funny. You I know? think that they made – that was where – I'm sure other Star Wars fans would agree with me. There was a couple of mistakes or things that I would have done differently if I, you know, hindsight's 2020, but I mean, and then the guy, the kid who played Anakin, I think he was, he was decent, but there was just some cheesy, like, like Qui-Gon picks him up and puts him in the pod racer and he goes, Whoa. And it's yeah. like, Oh, yeah. Like, like, not necessarily a natural actor, but yeah. Yeah. You better than I was at that age. Probably. Oh, absolutely. If, if Yeah. You, you're pretty successful if you're, Acting in a Star Wars movie, period. I'll be the the guy that you know is dressed up as Vader. the hammerhead sitting there, you know, yeah, not talking, not talking, spilling your drink. I'd, yeah, I'd do that for free. Um, <laughs> exactly. Anything else? I guess for episode one, and then we'll move on to episode two. Uh, the only other point is, it's kind of it jumped out at me that Obi Wan is an old guy in the trilogy, original trilogy, and we keep calling it the trilogy. The original, yeah. We both keep doing that, but you know, that's, it's an iconic trilogy. It was the, the first one. Trilogy. The, the, the Ohio state. Yeah, I was going to say the Ohio state. Yeah. But Obi-Wan is so different as a younger man. He's just kind of know-it-all and condescending, especially to Anakin. It's just, I noticed that like, I kind of, I don't like him as much as I do as an older man, you know? So as, do, are you saying in episode one or episode, or just the, Prequels in general. Just I, I suppose by by Revenge of the Sith, he, he seemed to be a little better because I think Anakin, even though he was getting closer and closer to turning, was starting to be more aware of himself and less arrogant. And right. and then Obi Wan maybe didn't feel like he had to keep him down as much. But the first two, and I get it, Anakin was you know kind of full of himself and arrogant, and that's that was right. him that's turning. Character. That, yeah, yeah, that's him showing that he's potentially gonna be this you know dark side you know yeah. evil master of the dark side, but. Um, it's it was so condescending and so insulting and so just give the kid a break, Obi Wan. My God. And see, and well, I'll, I'll talk about it. I think in the, the two and three, but yeah, I, I think that his his character definitely it's it does get a little bit better. I like first of all, I like Liam Neeson as Qui Gon. I think yeah. that's awesome. Yes, I, I really enjoy. He's a his calming character. presence in the movie too. He he does a good job portraying, and you get to see the. Type different types of Jedi, obviously yeah. different species, personalities, but the personalities but yeah. within yeah. the human species of Jedi—they're not all the exact same guy. Yep. Yep. And and so I I think that he was an excellent choice. The thing that I, I think it was Hans Christensen—is that the actor that Anakin is plays Anakin or what's uh, his? Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. I that 
I got some, I, he's, he's Anakin. I can't unsee it, but it's, he's got some cringy stuff, but people did my, have a problem with him being cast at that. My God. Ewan, 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 McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, Ewan. Great. Yeah. The, he is, he, I, as much as the faults of the, the kind of the condescending, he's, he's, and he's supposed he's to be Obi-Wan. that way. And he, he because is, Anakin, he's got to keep Anakin in line because yep. when they first bring him in, they're like, uh, we see some things that could be wrong with this kid, you know, being the chosen one. And is he going to, is he ready to be trained? And Obi-Wan kind of has to keep him in line. Like, okay, yeah. you arrogant little jerk. You got to stop acting like this. And the thing is, is Qui-Gon, and spoilers, I guess, I'm a little late for that. Yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn dies and his whole, like his promise to him was that he was going to teach him and bring him under his wing mm-hmm. and, and train him as a sure. Jedi. And so he, whether or not he wanted to, like down in his heart to do this because he did see the flaws. He did it out of respect for Qui Gon. Oh yeah, and but but later on, uh, I think in the third episode, he he refers to Anakin as his son, and Anakin actually refers to him as the only father figure he's ever had, right. their closest thing yeah. to a father. So I mean that that explains some of Obi Wan, you know, talking to him like that. Any dad is going to at some point go, "Listen, kid." You know, right. stop acting like there's, that. Yeah, there's absolutely some, you know, you you have to have corrective. He's being you know, a parent, and I yeah. get that. But having said that, Anakin, like you say, he shows tendencies of being, okay, cocky little kid and, all, and even a teenager. But what was telling to me, going back to when he was a child, when his mom was saying, I don't know if you should if you should go out with these people, you know, you know, we, our lives are here. She knows that he's got the force and that he's a special there's something special about him, but she's just reluctant because it's her son. At one point, he goes, "Mom, you you always say the biggest problem in the universe is nobody wants to help each other." And that there and that, she just goes, "Okay, you're throwing my own words at me, and you're right. Fine, go ahead. You know, right? Just that kind of insight for a kid that's what five or six at that time. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And that's right. why he's got to be reined in, I suppose, by everyone in his condescension. You know? It's kind of like that kid in high school that excelled at everything mm-hmm. that you knew that he was good at sports. He was good at, but he knew it too. So he, he had to be reined so in. He was so cocky. Yes. And that, and that is, I mean, he mentions it multiple times throughout the prequels about how he, he knows that he's the chosen one and his, his force power. And he's going to be the most powerful ever. Yeah. He's going to be the first to go. Even as a kid, I'm going to be the first to visit every star in the galaxy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so there, there are those things that ultimately, I think, lead to his downfall and, and what pushes him to become Darth Vader. Is there against he was fear? Claiming, he was clinging on to that. Yep. Um, so yeah. So ep- that's episode one. Um, anything else as far as? Uh, I guess the last thing was just I was wondering where Darth Maul came from, and I, it just says originally a Darth Omiri knight brother born on Irodania and known only as Maul. The infant Maul was given by his knight sister. Mother, his night sister, which is the uh, class of people, I guess. Mm. Mother to the Sith Lord Darth Sidious, who trained him in the ways of the dark side of the Force as his secret apprentice on a se- secret Mustafar training facility. So, oh, gotcha. Okay, because so he just comes in from out of nowhere, and I'm like, they don't even introduce him much. So it'd be nice to know what his back backstory is. You know? And it's interesting, and this is consistent throughout, is that they do they say there's always a Sith Lord. And an apprentice, mm-hmm. and so there's just always like two. Jedi's. Yep. There's always two, just like um, Jedi's and a master, right? Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah. So episode two, I definitely think in order, and and I will, as as we did with the original trilogy, we'll talk about our our favorites and what order. But 
definitely think that these movies got better as they went along. Oh, for sure. Um, episode two, I love that you go back to see Uncle Owen in Aunt Peru's house. Beru. Beru? I'm Beru. sorry, Beru. Yeah. Yep. That you get to see, it is, you're like, wait a second, that looks familiar. Oh, yeah, because that's where Luke comes from. Mm-hmm. And so they just start, I mean, more so even than the, the first episode one, they just kind of like put these things, kind of like, hey, remember that? There's a familiarity hey, to remember. Yeah. You remember we when he stood that. there uh, and put his leg that way and yeah. looked at the three suns setting? Mm-hmm. Like, you get to he kind posed. of like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. This feels really familiar. Why does it feel so familiar? Well, that's because that's where, where he grew up. grew up. Yep. Um, you see, even like they they have the same table, the same rooms, and like that's it's it's shot the same. If you were to go back and look at a side by side of when Anakin goes back to Lars, is that whose mom married? I think is yeah. I think Lars, his name was Lars. That yeah. you go back to his house and see his son and his daughter, or his son and, and his and his son's girlfriend at the time. You know, you get to see the same. It's it's the same house. It's it's side by side. Look at look at what they did, or the same shots that they did in the original trilogy. Um, His mom's name is Shmi Skywalker. Shmi 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 S H M I. Okay, and I think Lars was her husband. Yeah, because he got she got sold to him, and then he. Ended up marrying her, I think. Her, his last name is Lars because they actually call her Shmi Skywalker Lars. Oh, so that's his okay. last name. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I suppose when you got the last name Skywalker, you know, you kind of want to hyphenate that. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of want to keep that. Kind of has some meaning are. in the universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Like I said, kind of, he stands in the same spot Anakin does, even, and uh, Luke and the same music is playing. Uh, he's even using a similar speeder bike as in return of the jedi when he goes to kill oh the yeah sand people yep um let's see you hear the darth vader music when yoda senses the pain and suffering anakin did to kill the tuscan raiders i noticed that too and i because that made me wonder things that just kind of they just put well on. on the fact that i mean and he even says later on when he's talking to padme i, I killed all of them i mean not just them, the women and children. I mean, it was a horrific yeah. act that he did. And Jedi's don't do that. They're trying to protect and serve, no, basically, as cops. And yet he showing this. And that's what I was going to say about Hayden Christensen. Originally, he was critiqued. You know, they didn't like it because he's maybe too pretty for the role and just maybe not a natural actor. Maybe not naturally cast. But to his credit, I thought he was very good at showing his inner struggles, defiance, and arrogance, causing the dark side to always be apparent in his character. I mean, that was... There yeah. from the get go, yeah. He, you can see it in his face that oh, I am so mad. I mean, I lost my mom, and I'm worried right. about losing because he's having dreams about losing his children and all this stuff, and he wants to find a way to not lose any more people in his life that he loves. So you got to give him credit for that. He loves these people. He's trying to protect the people he loves. There's nothing wrong with that, but he lets his anger get the best of him. And that's the problem, and you exactly. can see that all over him. And and you see, it, there's no, I mean, you you. There's no question what his emotions are. Yeah, it's pretty. He pretty much wears his heart on his it's sleeve. It's obvious. You so know? you got to give him credit for that as an actor, right? Least, you know, right. Um, let's see. I, I think it's it's inter- interesting that uh, they're carrying a message for. Uh, I think it's it's the the that R two D two is carrying a message from Obi Wan. Yeah. For Owen or or somebody it, and or no what that's what it is. 
that he got beamed a message or they got they got communicated the message, and it's from Obi Wan. It's like, from okay, Obi-Wan. so we're literally, uh, hey, guess what? You got Flip a message flopping. from Obi Wan, and this is from, the original trilogy. You know, he's trying to find Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's kind of like that kind of that they play on, the, on those types of. That's things. awesome. The, re- the reciprocity, reciprocity, reciprocity. Maybe it's somewhere. reciprocal. That's all, folks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, the animals that that arena that like uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, it was kind of like a coliseum. Oh yeah. That scene. Uh, I, I love that. That's it's, what I was gonna say. That 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 scene where it's it's Obi Wan, Anakin, and Padme. They're being attacked by all different monsters, yeah. and they have those podiums that they're kind of handcuffed to her chain to at some point even padme who doesn't have the force she's so good and and quick on her feet and knows how to control or handle herself even she knows how to get out of that situation it was awesome and look at who i mean kind of going on a tangent but look at who her son and daughter are Luke well, and yeah. Leia. you know obviously anakin was a big part of why they became so powerful and sure more. and they have but the force but clearly padme wasn't you know a trump she no she's she, a senator for she God's was sake. very very uh skilled she and, was and trained in battle and stuff but she's yeah. also a senator so i think at that time and that you know in a galaxy far far away that's how times were you had to protect yourself right right and i mean that's just about, how times were in a galaxy far far away <laughs> back when you would you would walk uphill and hoth mm-hmm. both ways and need you 10 snow feet of snow yeah and have to carry a wookie on your back <laughs> um but uh but yeah i i actually had the uh he uh the what is it the cat or whatever that thing is. I actually oh, had yeah. the, there's a toy of that. And uh, yeah, so, it? so to speak, uh, I should say, uh, speaking of toys, um, I do still have the, uh, the slave one Django Fett uh, vehicle, I guess, toy. And it, it, it's chock full of things like the uh, si- seismic boom or things seismic- for kids to choke on. Yeah. Things, the missiles, uh, the seismic boom or uh, seismic, uh, bombs or whatever all of the stuff from that scene where obi-wan is chasing him through the asteroid field um even the Django fett figure that i do have he's got the little grappling hook that shoots out of him he's got his little pistols he's even got the rocket that shoots out his back so i i think we probably don't think about it very often i mean we do because we're kind of collectors and that kind of thing but the toys really do a good I mean, especially Star Wars, they did a really good job representing, you know, the aspects of the oh, movie. So you could, as a so kid, fun to play with them, play too. along, reenact the scenes, and do all those things. That cat's name is Nexu. They called him Bad Kitty. He was nicknamed. So okay, yeah. Uh, another fun fact for you: that uh, rhino-looking thing that's got the two tusks that come out. Um, I read, and I guess I was just a nerd back then. I read some book about that episode one, and that. The reason why his skin was that uh, reddish color is because those uh, those animals, those species are traditionally, traditionally, I, I don't know, normally, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> they are herbivores. So the fact that they're feeding him meat in oh. the arena is actually turning his skin a reddish no color. So that's the level of detail that, that they went into. To de- like, no kidding. This whole animal that's there for five, ten minute scene. I had never heard that. That's amazing. Is is got a whole backstory. That is so cool. Yeah. So I mean, that, that just impresses you even more of these movies that I 
love more than anything. And know? this was one of those like scholastic book fair books that I just picked up and you know I bought or whatever. But you remember them. reading about it? That's remember, how impressive yeah, it is. Yeah, that they they were talking. I think they talked about each one of those animals and you know, what species there were. Oh, I'm they, sure. Because I know they they've done made so many books, and I think you know the tech of Star Wars, and then like the animals, the species of Star Wars, Star Wars. Um, so I, I love that. Um, let's see. Let's see. I get something I just wanted to point out is I, I just thought it was interesting that Count Dooku was once a Jedi. I, I think I had forgotten that. And yet he turns to the dark side at such a late age. So because they didn't even know that they started recognizing that he was and he trained Qui-Gon, as we mentioned. So it's tr- it's weird that 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 can happen. Right. At such a late Right. Not really impressionable age anymore. Someone can turn to the dark side after having been a Jedi for most of their lives. So the Padawan teacher relationship line, like we talked about, Yoda, Count Dooku, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker. Sure. And then obviously Yoda trains Luke uh, eventually. That's um, a Hall of Fame of Jedis. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just saying it. yeah. Ex- I mean, Mace Windu, I'd love to hear more about him. Yeah. You know, in the, oh, uh, I think we. We might have talked. We probably didn't actually because we didn't touch on the prequels. That uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, he like went to George Lucas or whoever said, "I want to be in a Star Wars movie." Sure, I bet. And he told him, "I want a purple lightsaber." There's well, no other. Why, yeah. There's no other purple lightsaber. I there's can't believe he, George Lucas so, went along with it. Yeah, considering the personality that I've heard of the. Oh, know, he's George gonna. Like, he's gonna do it, it the way, way, and that's and it's yeah. worked out for him. I mean, yeah. Do you like Samuel L. Jackson cast as that role? I like it cast as his role the same reason why I like Liam Neeson cast as Kawhi Wan Jim because they're terrific actors. Yeah. But he's playing outside of his normal. I, I don't, I just didn't, it's he didn't not, fit in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. It, it, he's an he, amazing actor in so many other movies I love that he's been in, but I just didn't like him in that role. They, sh- I would have, it would have been fine if they would have changed what his role meant in the. Lines if he wasn't had. so significant, he yeah. he was he was significant, but he also just had so dry, just yeah. You know? And it's like that's not he's Samuel a kind Jackson. of a comedic actor. There, I mean, even as even as uh, Nick Fury, he's a he, smart aleck. Yeah, yeah. So and he's obviously controlling the Avengers in those movies. So this is I, I think that they could have, excuse me, they could have done better as far as the lines and kind of like his personality and and let. Uh, his, his true character, his character, out. kind of like his personality, come out in that. But uh, I, and maybe it's the purple lightsaber because I'm a Packer fan and that represents the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be some resentment there, I'm sure too. It is kind of cool though that I mean, I know that Galaxy's Edge now. I think you can build your own lightsaber and all this stuff. Yeah, but to say that you are the only one who had that color because otherwise, is it what is it for for red for uh, Jedi's? It's it's green and blue. Yep. And then for Sith Lords, it's always red. Always red. So this is what I've got to – and this is where I kind of am going to lean on your knowledge because I will fully admit that I have not seen these movies and not have been a part of this fandom as deeply as Mickey has. No. Um, uh, to a fault, I've watched the original trilogy. But we get to benefit from your knowledge. And sure. This that's is where, this that's where why I did it. I knew this podcast was coming later in life. Um so the complexity, like I said, so I just want to briefly touch on this. So Palpatine is pulling the strings. Count Dooku is actually rebelling against Palpatine. Well, I mean. With the Trade Federation. Because he's basically, he's supposed to be the right-hand man. But yeah, because um, Palpatine's kind of doing it with, you know, legally with the Senate and everything. Count Dooku's kind of doing his own thing. So they're starting to butt heads. But Count Dooku is technically his right-hand man. 
because you could see them talking to each other the whole time. Okay. Count Dooku just started the like. I think I'm going to take over. I but mean, that's he, but he talks to Obi Wan and says, "I, you need to be aware that there's other things happening. That he's trying to destroy." But Palpatine the Jedi. talks to Padme the same way. They're trying to keep the enemies close. Okay. Because that way they can still get their way. It was because oh, Count Dooku is still a Jedi in their minds. He's still yeah. a good guy, so he's using that to his favor so that he oh. can, you know, coerce them into doing what he wants. You know, see, just like Palpatine's doing with the Senate. See, I you know, this is just me and misunderstanding it. Like I said, I I thought Qui Gon was legitimately saying, "No, you need to join me to fight this Emperor dude because this is a bad thing that's going to happen." Saying that let to him. Who? Saying that to Qui Gon or uh, to, to Obi Wan. Oh, Dooku's when he's when Qui Gon or uh, Obi Wan <laughs> is is chained up or whatever when he gets captured. He's like, no, but you need to understand. There's a there's a Sith Lord who's trying to destroy the Jedi. You need to you need to side with me. And that's where I think it was Palpatine pulling these weird strings back and forth, where he was playing Count Dooku. I don't think that everybody who had the hologram image of they didn't know that they didn't know that that was Palpatine. No, they said later they, in the third movie he says that. Turns out this Sith Lord we were looking for is Palpatine. Yeah, that they and were working for. They thought it was. I mean, they they didn't know for sure it was Dooku. They were they knew it was somebody. Then they find out. Oh, okay, we do find out it's Dooku, even though he was a Jedi. And and I mean, Dooku, like you say, to some degree, he's. Maybe he's going along with Palpatine's plan, but I think he also thought, oh, I'm going to have this power. Okay. You know, I, I don't think he was the right-hand man as much as Darth Vader is going to be later on. Right. But they didn't right. know, Pal as you're saying, they didn't know Palpatine was going to be, was the Sith Lord they were actually looking for. Yeah. He's that much of a master manipulator. For a second there, that's what I was thinking was, well, wait a second. If Obi-Wan would have sided with Dooku, was his intentions really that pure that he would have been able to go back to the Jedi council and say, there's this greater plot to destroy the Jedi. That's, that's and an interesting count. Point. Dooku is tipping me off to this. You, you've got it wrong. I am not the bad guy. I'm not the bad guy here, but he obviously is working. Well, he ends there, up battling Yoda even. So obviously he, yeah, there's, there's some, the dark side is he's already turned to the dark yeah. side, but even Padme at one point, and I think it was in the third movie. She see, it says, Maybe we're on the wrong side. Mm -hmm. So everything's up yes. in the air now. They're questioning anybody's loyalty, and, and you know, so they don't know who's right and who's wrong and who's good and who's bad. And so, I mean, your your thoughts are legit, and I think we're both probably right. Count Dooku was at one point trying to do the right thing, and then the dark side came, and because yeah. he turned so late in life, that had to be what was going on. Right, right, and that, like I said, that was a unique, a unique lightsaber, even with the curved lightsaber handle oh yeah a different and yeah so those types of things um but yeah episode two i love i think it definitely was another you know it lended itself to a lot of different toys a lot of different styles of everything you know yeah merchandising and that kind of thing and the, uh, the last few points i just want to make are first of all the slave one is one of the coolest ships in the whole saga yeah uh, yeah i think we can agree on that um yep. i never really realized when i watched the original trilogy that boba fett was even a human being so it's cool that you actually see that he's like a stormtrooper. Yeah. He's actually a person with a with a you know armor on or whatever. Yep. So that's kind of we cool. didn't we didn't talk about that at all. The clone army that's a clone of Jango Fett. Yeah. And that there's all there's this subplots of things going on with him where Palpatine has hired him to go and be cloned by the cloners, and he is then 
taking one of the clones as his own, unaltered. And the cloners even thought that's weird. He wanted an all unaltered version of one of these. Like he wants to mold his own son into being a bounty hunter right. or, or whatever. Yeah. Right. So then that's interesting too. Yeah. So in, Again, leaning on your knowledge, and this is pretty basic Star Wars knowledge, but Jango Fett is part of a, a group of people called the Mandalorians. Yes. Is he okay? Yep. So he's a Mandalorian. Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. That's where the armor and the style, fighting style, everything comes. But from. I, w- I don't know. I, I wouldn't know that the clones are considered Mandalorians. No, I wouldn't clones, say that either. You know? yeah. yeah. But so Jango Fett is also a bounty hunter, and Boba. Follows in his shoes. Yeah, exactly. So are Mandalorians just known for being bounty hunters? Is that kind of the the, the that sense I don't that I know get? for sure? Because that I think is what the new movie I or think TV it's show expand on that, is. Is yeah. I think that's kind of what it what they're getting at is these this group of people. I guess they're humans still, but are they a race even? Are they right. just are they a different race of people, or are they just a group of people, people like that a nation turned of into bounty hunters? Yeah, that are, they're trained as bounty hunters, or their culture of bounty hunters. That's an know? interesting question. I don't, um, and maybe we'll find out. I'm sure you could look it up, but I'm sure you will find that out in that show, which is even more reason to watch the show, actually. But it, again, you get to see Boba Fett as a baby or as a young kid, yeah. so you get to see it's more of that kind of. They're they're, they're showing what has they're telling you the story behind the the original trilogy. Yeah. So you get you get to see Anakin, you get to see Boba Fett, you get to see C three PO, you get to see R two D two, you get to see all these characters, Obi Wan, as younger versions. Because they don't have origin stories, but they still introduce those characters younger in life. And I to that point. No matter what, even if Boba and Django are considered bad guys, you find out that they are. It's still sad to watch to see Boba watch his dad die. Yes, I mean that. Even that pulls at your heartstrings, even though you don't know that they're destined for evil and all that stuff. So that was another thing I wanted to mention. Um, and it and it helps to make even more of a case for why Boba Fett was like, hell yeah, I want to go. Oh, now he's, Jedi. Now he's got vengeance. I, as an adult, as, uh, yes, I'm going to work for the dark side. Yes, I'm, yes, going, I'm to going to. I just saw my vengeance. I saw my my dad get murdered by a Jedi. Yeah. So why? What other motive? I mean, that's all he needs for motivation. Like you know? superheroes. That right. sounds a little familiar. Yeah, it's, it's almost like there's uh, motivation in death or something. Yeah, exactly. Traumatic events. Um, and then it's uh, keeping on the darker side of things. It was. I just thought it was fitting that the secret ceremony where they get married is shown immediately after Yoda um, declares the beginning of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and then they show the dark side with all its troops. You can see all the clones, you know, marching, and you hear the, you know, the yep. death march the in the march. background, yep. Yep. and then and then you see the secret ceremony, which is kind of taboo. Jedi's aren't supposed to get married. And you can right. see that he's even more doing things that Jedi's aren't supposed to do. Which is, you know, turning more to the dark side. Right. And then, okay, onto a lighter subject. C3PO, way better at their comic relief than than Jar Jar. I just yeah. like at, at the end when his head's being dragged during, you know, after the whole, <laughs> that whole war, sequence. Yeah. And you can see his yeah. head, he goes, This is such a drag. Yeah. And then he says, He's, He puts a little bit of those one liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just smart little like puns, basically. Yeah. And then, and then you can see R2 pulling his head towards the body and he goes, I'm simply beside myself. I mean, it's real subtle, but it's kind of funny, and it's just yeah. more. It's that's the comic relief that I we've come that to stuff. know and love. Yeah, it's better than Jar Jar. Uh, sidebar: uh, If you listen to uh, the Lion King, because like I said, we just kind of listened. We watched the first couple minutes of it. 
uh, Zazu, when he's talking, he's giving his report to Mufasa. He goes, yeah, and I told the elephants to forget about it, but you know, they're elephants. <laughs> An elephant never forgets. So, yeah, so uh, punk, and then yeah. he goes, he goes, well, and then, and then you got the cheetahs, but a cheetah never wins. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this cheetah. is crazy. So that's <laughs> See, the kind but of it's, stuff. Cause that's, it's subtle. Like, I mean, if it's in your face, it's not as funny, but because it's subtle and you might even miss it. The that's timing, what makes it funny. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. I love that. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it's like, as, as C-3PO's character, and obviously he's an iconic Star Wars character. I think he's not those funny. two those two were the only two that ever been in all all nine movies, right? I th- I thought there was one they weren't in, like or all of the, the at least the main line. The first movies. six they are definitely yeah. yeah I think the main storyline they actually are all in yeah. Um, but it, then you question you know are you uh, are you um, is is he just that funny? Does he know that he's funny or does he just is he just that sense of dry humor that he doesn't even realize what he's saying as as being a funny joke or a funny thing to say? So that kind of, I guess, anything else on episode two? Like, great movie. I, I, I liked it. it. Definitely, as they went along, better. I think at one point in my life, I would have definitely said, just because it was so, there's other things going on in episode three that I didn't really understand fully as, you know, whatever, however old I was then. That episode two was my favorite at one point. Well, and that's the one I collected. The original trilogy. That's the one I collected all the action figures. Uh, yeah, let's touch on that for a little bit. So Mickey, so we, we talk about collections every once in a while. And uh, those of you know that I collect uh, Funko Pops and my wife collects shot glasses and we've got a couple other collections. So Mickey, kind of explain to us your Star Wars, specifically episode two, your Star Wars well, action I, figure collection. We went, when we, this was the one I mentioned as my favorite in that other episode. Um, I, I try, I wanted to collect all of the action figures, the three and a half inch action figures in box for one of the movies. That's the one I chose. I don't even know what, I think it was just a random thing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it for this one. Well, I believe I have them all, but I just found a list as you mentioned to me one, you know, recently I should look up online and I did. There's a lot of like attack. There's a lot of clones, different variations of all. There's like 12 different Anakin's in different costumes and all that stuff. So one of these, like, hopefully this weekend, I'm gonna pull them all out. I'm gonna lay them down like a like the friggin' geek that I am. It's okay. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna have a no list. Judgment zone. No, well, not not in this place anyway. No. And I'm gonna check off all the ones I have. Yeah. And and hopefully I'm wrong, but I believe because it's this movie and there's new movies coming out, which might bring up the value a little. But I believe I can get away with probably buying some of these more obscure ones for not too outrageous. I won't have to put a third mortgage on my house. Right. And, and that's the thing. Some of these action figures go for a lot of money. Oh, I mean, especially the iconic investment. ones. Yeah. And so, and, and I like that what you did, because I think it's kind of like when I came into the Marvel Universe late is where you came in, you watched the original trilogy as a younger, like you didn't have an opportunity to collect all these figures. So you're like, this is this is it. This I'm gonna go. I want my own money. This. I gotta, I gotta yeah. actually, I gotta, I gotta take advantage of this because this is an opportunity that I can like have the foresight of. I can collect all these figures now because they're gonna be worth something, and I enjoy this, and I, I love the Star Wars universe, and so I've gotta, I've gotta do, I, I gotta take advantage of this opportunity while I have the chance. Exactly, and that's why I think a lot of you know a lot of collectors who in real time are getting the, you know, people that collect stamps from the 1800s. Like that's a completely different type of collecting. But if you're collecting something that they're actively producing new items and you're in the middle of that and you can see that there's an opportunity to get these things at 
Reasonable original retail right is now. usually, I mean, depending on the collectible, is usually the cheapest that you're going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So that you you had that foresight and said, I'm going to do this. Like that says something about what you were in 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 your your uh, I guess your fandom, your oh exactly your, your excitement for this this uh, this uh, trilogy and specifically this movie. Because I kind of made that decision even in the original trilogy. I'm like I want to be able to collect them all. Right. I'll have to wait till I'm an adult because I wanted to worry about spending my parents' money and stuff. Yeah. But the other thing, the advantage to this is there's a finish line. There was yes. a, a finite amount of characters they're going to actually make, you know, into Four action figures. Two. Exactly, and that's the thing is for those of you who are trying to get into collecting, you got to have you got to have lines because you notice he didn't say all the action figures ever made for all Star Wars because you know we would be sitting in Disney's going to continue right to make them for one thing. Yeah. yeah, that there, there's even even if he was to just okay, I'm just going to do you know the original trilogy. There would be he'd have to have a whole. Oh, especially now because they're all. I tried to get a couple recently. You're going to spend a couple hundred hours oh, on, really? on different okay. ones. Yeah, just I, on I one suppose, individual yeah. one. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. Anything else? I guess on episode two that we didn't cover that you wanted to cover? No, I'm not on to the next one, which is one of my favorites of the whole saga. And I think we both agreed, and and I even I think I texted Mickey or mentioned to him. I did not realize how much how good this movie was as a younger young adult well re-watching this movie i loved episode three it was it was very well done they they you tell the actors obviously got better there was just so much more character and that character development but the the plot was richer you got to oh, you got yeah. to see that it was good it just the battle something scenes are about epic it. and amazing i mean the worlds they get to see. You get to see Chewie, for God's sakes. Yeah. You get to see Chewie in his home world. I mean, who would have ever thought you get you get to see some of these characters, you know, kind of isolated and existing in, you know, a specific situation. You don't get to see their home world necessarily. And that, for that reason alone, the variety, I mean, the fact that Obi-Wan gets a ride on this lizard thing and that they incorporate that into it. And it's not he's just speeding around on a speeder bike. You get to see just a rich variety of these different characters different species that to me one of the pillars as much as a jedi a sith lord the force one of the main pillars of what makes star wars great is the variety of species of animals oh yeah that exist in this universe all from different planets and different the, the planets and exactly yeah exactly galaxies even yeah. um so opening up that opening scene with dooku and anakin fighting I can't help but draw parallels between Luke and Vader. Oh yeah. I just I just that is so with Palpatine even literally sitting there, yes, kill him. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's so Well Palpatine becomes the Emperor for God's sake. I mean, so I mean he essentially the same just guy. did that, you know, thirty years later or yeah. whatever. You know, he did the exact same thing. Yep. So even he, that's weird that you said it that way. What's that? He just did that thirty years later. But that's the right way to say it. Right. You're talking past tense. Right, in, in future or present, uh, yeah, time, exactly. Time is a weird my brain thing. just exploded. <laughs> he just did that thirty years later. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's I the realized, right way I to didn't say even it. realize what I was saying. But you said it perfectly right. It just sounds so weird. Oh, and and I, I get the feeling, and we, we will be talking about uh, episode seven and eight. But I get the feeling that in episode nine we're going to see something similar. Oh, I would we can, think we're going to see. They're going to well, each the, the third episode of each trilogy is the climax mm -hmm. of each trilogy, and so that's why 
this is I, I re-realize that re 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 realize it every time I watch this that this is one of my favorites. But I forget yeah. it because I haven't seen it as much as the original trilogy. And it's in, awesome. And it it draws parallels to Jedi. Yes, it of does, course. You know they, they they really and I like that. And and we we will for sure do a Back to the Future uh, episode. But that's one of the things I like about Back to the Future is they stay consistent. It's new but it's familiar, mm-hmm. and you get to experience that. And be like. Like, oh, yeah, this is a new thing, but it's also very similar. There's still references that keep you in line. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, the chancellor and the emperor, it's he's just he's he's using Anakin. He's just he's as much as he's manipulating Padme. He's doing the same thing that he did to Darth Vader. By saying you can on. you can save your your loved one. You can save Padme by having power that Jedis won't teach you. Right. You can only learn this from the dark side to have and I this extreme power, and you can you can stop people from dying, and that's that's his whole goal. He doesn't want to lose his his wife now, like he lost his mom. So yeah. whatever, I know I'm turning against my Jedi brethren, but I need this power because I love her more than anything else in the universe. And I think that's the dangerous thing. This is, I guess, I don't know, a, a story of woe or a you know a, a cautionary tale about having too much power is that. When you get to that point, I guess you feel like there's nothing is impossible, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it can also lead you down a path where you're, you know, thinking that you become a Sith Lord. Death is a natural part of life. Well, no, I'm not going to let it happen because I am that powerful. And in in that, obviously, there's something to be said about realizing your limits. And that's the genius of Palpatine using that against them to, you know, come here. Come here. I can give you ultimate power. I can stop you from killing or from letting people die. Right. So, I mean, and he knows what he's doing, obviously. That's why he becomes the emperor. Uh, something else I liked is that they Padme wearing the, in quotes, Leia buns with her hair oh, yeah. wrapped up. You know, yeah. I, she does that a couple times throughout this movie. Which gives you some familiarity with the original trilogy. And it also makes you think, oh, wow. So, so clearly the parents, the adoptive parents that she had, like, they taught her certain things. Oh, yeah. and they they knew her mom, and they taught her things that were a part of that culture, yeah. part of the Naboo culture. And they, and she spread it down to the next generation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I noticed red Imperial guards uh, in that were protecting Palpatine. Same as the original trilogy. Same same kind of thing. Uh, very similar. And like I said, love the Wookiee home planet scene. Uh, I put, as I was taking notes, I said, is Chewbacca, Chewbacca there? And then, obviously, Yoda, I mean, he looks like Chewbacca, which is weird because it's a big, hairy guy. But yeah. you can pick him out, which is also you really just cool. Know, yeah. That there's so many different, unique Wookiees that look different. Like, made them like look different. Ewoks, yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. And so, yes, he, he says, you know, Yoda says, I, I will miss you, Chewbacca, you know. And in that relationship between whatever species Yoda is and the Wookiees is just, it's... It's cool to see that, you know, interaction, interaction, that yep. relationship. Um, the, 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 when General Grievous, is that who? Yep. The, the robot the, guy yeah, with the, the ro- forward lightsaber. So, but he's not, he is. He's got a heart. But I was going to say, he is carbon based life form. Because, yeah, because you can hear him breathing heavy, like, like you hear Darth Coughing Vader doing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and then you can see the panel open up and you see there's a heartbeat. So he's he's a carbon-based life form that just lost that much of his body. Yep. His, his head's basically there in his core. And that's like Darth it. Vader, only less. Even less, worse. Yeah, yeah, less than Anakin. Yep. Um, 
So I like the line that Obi-Wan delivers the same similar line, or I think he, cause he's saying it to Han Solo in new hope. I think um, when he grabs the blaster and he shoots him, he defeats him and he gets up off the edge of the cliff and he goes, so uncivilized and he just throws his oh yeah i, I love that because it's like that's he, he he stayed true to who he was yep. in the in the original trilogy because he, he was definitely a new hope he's like blasters are so uns- it's just so uncivilized it's a it's a gentleman's weapon to be wielding a lightsaber and that's a gen uh jedi's mentality yeah exactly that's um so kind of just in a nutshell basically palpatine manipulates both sides gets them to create a uh clone army and then I wonder why they didn't recognize that he's evil sooner, you know. And I, I think Yoda mentions time and time again the dark side tends to cloud their vision with the force. Right. So I think that's why. I mean, and he's part of the Senate, so it's like, okay, it's, been, it's just like Yoda can see things that most, you know, even other Jedi's can't see. I, it, it even always Anakin kinda, can see things that other Jedi couldn't see, so right because he has more midi chlorians than, than, but. Neither one of them could not recognize that this is evil. You know? And I think that you get the idea that the Jedi are their own thing, but they're also a protectors of the Senate. Oh, yeah. So I think that there's this, well, we're protecting this guy because... Well, that's true. You know, So I think there's a... We have to trust that he's good because we are here to protect we're him. We're here to protect... There's, there's that... That's true. You know, I thought aspect of, of it. But as he's creating or as he, like you know, approves this clone army, which is cool that you get to see the literally the very first moments of the clone war war. Yeah. And that they mentioned that, you know, your father fought in the clone wars and like that, that that's a like, around well, the universe, around the worlds, around all the planet. That is a very specific period of time that people recognize as significant. Like world war one or world war two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a major world war, major, you know, universal war. And the line that Padme delivers, and I think that people have have used this for other, you know, mentioned this for other things, other, you know, ways to, to uh, you know, get a political point across. But the line that she has as as that is getting approved, that the clone army is getting approved is, so this is how liberty dies. Yep. With thunderous applause. And I, I love that line. It's a very, it. It, it kind of it it pulls yourself out of you know the the movie and is like okay you know that's kind of hits thing. home it hits home it it it, uh, it is like okay just because everybody's doing something just because it's the you know it's the thing that is most popular that doesn't mean that it's the right thing right yeah and you you need to really think about it because there's plenty of times that people have been swayed and misled and just like in this movie and so. It's kind of interesting that they they kind of this is like this philosophical kind of one liner that clearly Yoda and everybody else is delivering these throughout all of the movies, but it's just kind of an interesting point to 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 make that like okay this is how democracy this is how liberty dies. But but having said that, it seems in this movie more than any of the other ones I've watched, and I've watched them all multiple times, that that is more apparent than I mean like right. like. Basic. It's definitely the corruption is so thick, and it's definitely an intentional, um, alleged parallels between the Republican or the Republic and the Republican Party, and the Jedi and Rebels and the Democratic Party. And I looked it up as I'm watching this because this is so obvious. The Senate is such a big part of this movie and all this stuff, and that the political lines are just 
more, you know, shoved into your face than the other movies. It turns out George Lucas, as I read, is very liberal and left wing. So it makes sense that he's calling the Republic the dark side. Yeah. You know, I mean, his true feelings on how our government works are very apparent, especially in this movie. And I think that the the time when this movie is coming out, we were starting the Iraq war and the Bush administration. There's some other things that were going on that obviously he didn't agree with. No, and, he's that left wing. And what, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, you have to recognize that was what he was doing. Oh, there's obvious what, parallels. You know, there, yeah. there's, there's obvious parallels. And there, you know, like I said, regardless of how you feel about the current administration, past administration, liberal, Democrat, Republican, conservative, you, you just have to recognize that he is definitely trying, he's drawing parallels as to what was, and there was even intentional where he showed this movie or he did the, the first screening of it. Like there's a whole thing that goes along. With oh that yeah. And that's right. How he, he was, you know, he was trying to make a political statement. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, then you've got, you know, this final scene, you get to see why Darth Vader is mostly more machine than human as Obi-Wan would say. Well, guess what? Obi-Wan was there when it happened. He knows firsthand why Darth Vader is more machine than And that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole saga. Yeah. With the lava spewing around, and then they're, have, they're on their little, you know, different pieces. Cover, as they're, yeah. And they have to, like, stop just to make sure they don't get hit by lava or fall off or anything like that. And then they can start battling again when they get on the same pieces or hovering around. I mean, and then you see him just crawling up the shoreline and stuff with his legs cut off after... Obi-Wan does. That's one of my favorite battle scenes in the whole series. And clearly you see the compassion that Obi-Wan has for Anakin because he could have killed him. Yeah. He could have killed him he before. Didn't want to. He even he, said, I'm not going to kill him. He, he said that to, to Mace Windu. I think. Yeah. He, or Yoda. Yoda? I think yeah, maybe he, was, he was begging Yoda. He's like, let me go get the Chancellor. Yeah, I, I can't don't, kill I Anakin. I don't want to kill him. He's, yeah. a, he's a brother to me. Yep. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, even, even before he burnt, I think that he could have easily killed him in the air when just he was push, gonna, yeah or just you know, push as him he, was, as he cut off his his legs you know even but i'm saying even before that yeah as he he said i got the high ground you know that's a pretty you know a pretty well uh repeated line exactly you know, leave, you know i've got the high ground you yep. you 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 have been defeated just be done. don't be foolish you yep. know um so yeah and then obviously the iconic first time you hear darth vader's you know, breathing in his new suit and everything and, and Palpatine. And the way they just raise him like Frankenstein monster, right. how he comes up and then, you know, and then he breaks off the chains when he finds out that Padme died or that he killed Padme, which isn't the truth. Yeah. She survived that, but you see Palpatine, Palpatine even still, still manipulating. He's still manipulating. You're the one who killed her, so now here's even more anger feed, for you to use. Feed into your dark side. Exactly. You, you know, let that let that motivate you. Yeah. And you see him break out of his chain, out of the, the, the constraints that's holding yeah, him down to the table. Cause he's so, that was his and, whole reason for turning to the dark side. Um, so did you recognize this and maybe they did it digitally altered, but that was James Earl Jones's voice at the end. Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay. okay. So they did, they did take his voice. They were going to be consistent with the original trilogy. At that so point, I didn't, you know? I, yeah. And I didn't know it was hard to tell if they altered Ant, the, Hidden Christensen's or whatever, but it, or, but I because I was paying attention to that I'm like oh that's definitely James Earl Jones because this is CNN you hear his voice all over yeah, the place you know yeah. but uh, Mufasa uh, yeah exactly yeah I, Lion I mean, King everything I mean yeah. he, that guy's been everywhere but um he's even on an episode of Big Bang Theory <laughs> I believe that yeah. yeah um yeah go figure but 
I mean, I, I was noticing, okay, his voice doesn't sound that different with all this apparatus set up to him than Hayden Christensen at the end when Hayden's just getting more mad. You can hear his voice getting yeah. – I think they, they made it so, okay, we got to make this believable because James Earl Jones' is iconic voice. you got to start talking like more mad and more like that, and I think they did a good job of Absolutely. feeding into that. Yeah. yeah, they did a really good job. They really, like, and like I said, they're just top to bottom, I think there was a couple cringy – scenes in this movie but overall i mean maybe this is sacrilegious but i think that uh i think episode three in my opinion is a more exciting movie than star wars new hope get out oh i mean oh this is your house yeah, first right, of all right. sorry but i, I mean I, well, I don't know. I, a new hope is again it's the start of a new trilogy mm -hmm. so it's more development and stuff like that so it's going to be a little more right anybody who can be unbiased and open-minded is probably should agree with you because there's just more action in the third movie. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not asking for anybody to agree with me. No, I'm just saying that's, and also the time period that I was experiencing these movies. Sure. I but mean, I think that's obvious anyway. It's the I, third movie of the trilogy. The I, first one's a little more stagnant and, you know, developmental and stuff. And know? that being said, when I watched the first movie, the episode one, I love that movie as a little kid. I watched that movie on repeat. Oh, sure. And the, the first one and the second, because I, I found myself kind of repeating or, or saying lines along with them because I'm like, oh, yeah, because I watched this movie. I think I even had a VHS mm -hmm. of the first movie. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, or episode one. So it was like, okay, I know I, I really enjoyed that movie as a kid. That movie was meant for kids, yeah. you know? And so it shouldn't surprise me now that as an adult rewatching this is that I enjoyed episode three as much as I did. So. But I haven't seen them as much as I watched the original trilogy. I think I discussed this and probably the one where we did that, yeah. that episode in, in college even. And I was fairly cool in college, believe it or not. I mean, people even knew who I was. Mickey, come on, stop putting yourself down. I think that you're a cool guy. Oh, oh, I, 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 well, that I doesn't so. mean they believe that though. Thanks man. I'll pay you <laughs> after the show's over. Um, but I mean, I actually, and yet we would have private screenings, as we'd call them, every Friday where we'd all watch the same movies we'd already seen a thousand times. Oh, yeah. This is in college when you're, you know, living your life to the fullest. Really, this was pre-Netflix and way before Disney+. Plus. Yeah. yeah, this was <laughs> you didn't have that kit content. It's like, we can either go to the video store or watch well, these movies. Where my buddy had two VHS of each movie because he was afraid he was going to wear one out. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's old school. Well, and technology. don't get me wrong. I mean, the VHS tapes were notorious for breaking. I, I so, still uh, have mine too, by the way. I'm not getting rid of those. That was probably worth some money. The well, original. oh, to old guys like me. And and since we're since we're talking about the original trilogy, um, there was a, and I've got to go and watch this. And I think Mickey's going to even more want to buy. <laughs> he's going to want to buy Disney, Disney Plus even more after this. Uh, Disney Plus version of Star Wars: A New Hope alters the Greedo scene yet again. So oh, really? apparently they changed that cantina scene a little bit too. You mean where Han Solo shoots him? Yeah. So there's there's something, I guess, a little variation that happens compared to what the even the original well obviously it's been changed. A you mean digitally times. enhanced or just changing the scene? I think they I don't know. I gotta I gotta watch it. See and I I, part it. of me wants to watch it. I was talking about this at work too. But part of me thinks if it wasn't in the movie, I don't care. You know, yeah. that part of my brain says, well, then it's not important. It's just added crap to bring, you know, people in. But I want to know what's there for the movie that, that made the final cut, you know? For me, for me, it's that, it's duality of that. 
of I want to be an original. I want the original because I want to know what was the original. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. But I also just for curiosity, I, exactly. I want to know what, what was the other change, option. How did they change it? What did they change? Why did they cut that out? Because that's what I'm afraid of, possibly too. Well, now I like that better. This sucks, you know, and I don't want to feel <laughs> you know, that way. Nobody has to tell you what you like, or you don't have to listen. You know, if you like something that way, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm just curious to see what it is. That's what I, but don't you, aren't you afraid that might happen? Like, oh man, I wish they'd have had that scene instead. Yeah, yeah, and they they, they improved upon it in some way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's yeah, and that, I guess we didn't do a synopsis of each one of these movies because it would have then we would have had another two hours worth of Well, I, and there's a couple more, just a few things that I'd like to over quick. Um, like Yoda says at one point, um, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Caring about people getting attached is not, a, and it's not the Jedi way. It seems kind of strange that they're not supposed to care, but it has parallels to the MCU because none of those guys, I mean, some of them have families, but for the most part, they sacrifice their they're families. They're warriors, yeah. Because like Thor... I'm dedicated to defending, you know, my planet. I can't be in love, really. You know, I, I don't have time for that. I have to. And so I thought that was kind of cool, especially as a comparison to the MCU. Uh, Cyber, I loved the way that they portrayed Yoda. They nailed it in this trilogy. The way that they, they showed him and, and how his his character development, I think they did a great job. I mean, in what regard specifically? I love that you get to see an expanded version, a younger version of Oh, Yoda. yeah. You get to see him do a lightsaber battle. Oh, well, he's think, bouncing around I mean, like he's a leprechaun on, on crack he's when got, he's fighting Dooku. Obviously, he's got a green lightsaber. Yeah. You know, and well, he's sure, got a shortened yeah. lightsaber. It, it's just so... they. they he adds a lot to this these movies. So. Oh, yeah. Just the way he talks, for one thing. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing is I, I wonder why, as we already mentioned... When um, Anakin slaughters the entire Sand People tribe, women and children included, and then he cuts off the head of Dooku when he wouldn't have needed to. Yeah. How come he wasn't reprimanded for that? And that's always made me struggle with why aren't the Jedi? I mean, do they not punish each other, I suppose, to some degree? But well, because there's you, nothing else that's evidence that he's going to turn because nobody else has ever done that. I think that they have a like, I think that that was their goal was to reprimand Dooku. So I think that even because because when they get back, his head in such a ritualistic manner, you know, uh, remember, Obi-Wan was unconscious at that time. Otherwise, he would have stopped him. Well, he didn't see it happen. That's what I'm saying. All he knows is that he died. He doesn't know but if it was heads in the, laying there. But it, he doesn't know if it was in the middle of a lightsaber battle. Well, I, that's true, I guess. And but, the emperor wasn't going to tell. But him. Yoda has this vision. He, he should have understood that that's what happened. And I and I think that I think that that was part of it is that Yoda was knowing what was going on, but also just wasn't quite sure because it, it was clouded. There was clouded vision. And because the dark side is all over the place. It just and I mean maybe they don't reprimand. Maybe they understand. Maybe they. You know, this is part of training a Jedi. You're going to have these temper tantrums or, you know, especially because he's the youngest one ever and he's got, you know. And it's, speaking of that, um, wanting complete power is at least somewhat the result of him, you know, wanting losing his mother and being in love with his wife and not wanting to lose and having those those um, the dreams that yeah. she's going to die in childbirth. But also he grew up as a slave. I mean, there's some anger there from the beginning, like just being treated like he's subhuman. 
Right. You know, a lot of this, I want this power because I'm not going to let anybody ever control me or overpower me. I don't want to go back to the way it was. Yeah. So that, I mean, that makes sense too, you know. And then one last point, sorry to interrupt, but um, Palpatine says that Sith and Jedi are very similar in most ways. Meaning that both sides have good intentions, but, and and I believe this is back to George Lucas's, you know, political points of view. The right wing is wrong. (laughs) Or, it's, you know, as it seems. And I think that's how he's looking at it. Like, they're both, they both have good intentions. They both want to do th- certain things the right way to, to represent all of us. But the right wing is wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's why the, the Republic is the dark side, you know. And, and, I, and I really, truly believe that's where he was coming from. That's what he was trying to get at. And because he is so liberal. Everybody is the hero of their own story. Exactly. You know. But so. he But he was admitting, you know, they both do have. You know, they're both very similar, except for this one thing, you know, yeah. Jedis and Siths. So, I right. mean, he's still admitting that, that there's still people and they still might have good things to say. Yeah. And that, like I said before, I mean, there's clearly he had a political stance, a thing that he, an axe to grind. Yeah, there was, you know, propaganda in there. To, yeah. yeah. Um, I also, uh, when you talked about the, him killing the women and children, I love the fact, I absolutely love the fact that the younglings are so badass young Jedi oh, that yeah. they're just basically like, you know what? I'm going to take on the greatest Jedi in the universe. That one kid you know, comes out there and starts. Fighting. F this, we're not going out with a, yeah. without a fight. Like we're going to, we're going to protect our temple. We're going to do everything till the last one of us is standing. It's been instilled in them since and birth. They, they're so yeah, so well trained, so respected, and the discipline and everything. I mean, and, and anybody who has a heart and it just breaks your heart when you see. You know, Anakin walk in and and the little kids like you know <laughs> the, the youngling. He says, like, "Anakin, what are we gonna do? There's too many of them." Yeah, and just like, oh, uh, well, you don't have to worry about it anymore, kid. And Obi Wan realizes that these people were killed by a jet, by a Jedi, by a lightsaber, and not blasters. And that he starts to piece together like this is He's this turned. is Anakin. He's turned. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, I get, but I, by no means do I want to cut you off or anything no. else we want to cover. As I'm well, sure we're going to be bringing up things in other episodes, even about Star Wars. Well, and it's nice that we can refer to all the other movies because it's such a good saga and it's such a long saga. But look at how excited we get as we talk. I mean, right. I got to get these points out so fast because yeah. I, I know I don't want to go for four hours, but that's how much I love these movies, if you can't tell. Right, exactly. And that, I guess, kind of wraps up our Star Wars uh, prequels episode as far as the that main, you know, what, what we wanted to cover uh, as far as points and some things that we thought were interesting about the movies. Uh, and, and I know that we will be, we, we kind of have a rough idea of what we want to do for the rest of the year. So we will be doing a couple Christmas episodes and we will be wrapping up uh, Star Wars, not wrapping up Star Wars, because we definitely have, I mean, Mandalorians coming out. There's other things. There's going to be content, even Star Wars content that's going to be coming out that we're going to want to cover. Um, and obviously leading up to episode nine and and covering the solo and the Rogue One and the, those things as well. Um, but uh, something is this kind of, I guess, do you have any corrections based? To, I don't, I didn't hear anything that we needed to correct. No, we were fact. correcting ourselves as we go. I think, we, yeah, we as pretty we, good about we, that. We're, we're trying to remember to do that or at least, uh, you know, peek behind, the cur- peek behind the curtain, look at our phones as we're trying to remember yeah. things and, and correct Not ourselves. peek beyond the curtain, peek yeah. behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> that's a completely different thing. Yeah, that's not the kind of show we're trying no, to have. No, no. Um, but, uh, 
I guess upcoming stuff. I we're, we will be watching episode nine, like I said, in the theaters. Oh, one of the mentions that I wanted to with in, in line with Veterans Day, uh, my grandparents went and saw Midway, a new movie that came out. That looks pretty good. They said it was really good. My grandma said she's going to buy it as, when it comes out. And, and Your grandma said that. Yeah, she loved it. She said oh. it. She didn't realize how much was going on after Pearl. Basically, she, it's supposed to be post Pearl Harbor. And she's a war buff? My grandpa is a lot, but she enjoys a war movie just as much as, much as the next person. So. Well, and, and from what you see. And my, sorry to interrupt. No, go, but, no, go um, My be my great grandpa. Her father fought in one of the invasions of Normandy in, in World War II. So really? he, he was in World War II. He's got you know, direct. So investment. she's got obviously some exposure to to that to that time period. So. And that I guess Midway was just kind of a whim. One of the guys, like I, think, I believe, the president was like, "No, we're, we're not going to go there because it's just a it's one of the Hawaiian islands, but it's really far away from the rest oh. of the chain." Um, and it's just kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's just isolated, but it was basically a, a, a stopping point to get fuel up and all this stuff for for both sides. Okay. And and they just said, well, maybe we should go there, and, and that's that's that was a turning point. See, I didn't even know that much history about it. There's so much to learn about World War. II oh yeah, in I, I, general. Me and a guy at work were talking about it, and we, you know, he, I knew some of this stuff. We looked up some of this stuff. It's it's fascinating. So that yeah. that was a big part. Of that war, especially for the United States. So for for what it's worth, I guess that's getting some you know some good reviews, some good positive feedback, uh, initial feedback of of uh, people who saw that movie when it came you know came out recently. So go and see that one if you if you got a chance. Um, something else interesting uh, for those of you listening on a speaker right now. I don't want to you know trigger your smart speaker, but hey, guess what, guys? We're on Alexa. We're on Google Home. So if you just say, Alexa, play the Monty and Mickey podcast, she'll play the latest episode for no you. No kidding. If you say, hey, Google, play the Monty and Mickey podcast. I think it's on, I think they pull it off a of Stitcher or something like that. Yeah. So they're able to, they pull it off of that. So, and I think in our analytics somewhere, I can actually see what devices the podcasts have been played on. But if you want to even make it easier on yourself, you can even do that. If you, if you have one of those smart devices and I tried it on both the uh, the Google Home and the the uh, Echo, the Amazon Echo, uh, and I don't know. There's probably a couple other ones out there, but huh. give it a try and let us know if if, if what you see. But I, yeah, they're 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 available on there, and it's no, you know, obviously, it. I mean, somebody's paying for this podcast. Please let us know because we're not getting any of the money. But yeah. it's obviously free, so it, it makes sense that it's able to pull that. You know, it's not like a licensed like a TV or not a TV show, like a. a song or something yeah. that you might have to pay a subscription to or pay, pay for. So yeah, that's a, that's available. That's I didn't know that. That's if you awesome. want to make it another, another way to, to, to listen. So I have that in my living room. I'm going to do that when I go home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all we've got. Uh, no, this is another kind of longer one, but we really, but it was tried Star to, Wars. there was a lot that we were trying to fit in this a little bit over an hour and a half episode. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, feel free to email, contact us, let us know what you think. Uh, but uh, like uh, like uh, Mickey and I always like to say, getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. What's going on?